Hello everyone and welcome to Engineering IRL, the show where I go through how to improve as an engineer and then how to take that engineering mindset and apply it to real life. Had a bit of a hiccup earlier, my uh, recording had stopped, so I actually don't know what I said, um, but I remember the name of the episode. So this is actually Revision 9. We're going to talk about documentation and future you. Now, don't walk away now because you heard the word documentation. I know it's not really like a, a, <laughs> a super uh, sexy topic title, but but it's going to work. And you'll see why just, just now. So, when we talk documentation, for now, just to give an insight, in the engineering world, documentation is a super large part of it. And accuracy of the documentation and uh, titling and naming of it is also important. Um, if you notice that the naming of the, the theme of the episodes um, of this series are revisions. Rev 1, Rev 2, Rev 3, all the way to Rev 9, which we're at now, which is ooh, nice, almost at the 10. Um, and it's used to depict which version, it's, a, it's an update to the original document. Okay, it's determining which version of this document. It's not only about the date or whatever, there's an official uh, revision that tells you what's the version um, of the same document. And it's always important in the engineering world that that is matching when you're talking. You could be describing the same drawing, but one revision change changes the whole game of what you're discussing. Now, obviously, on these side of things, it's very important to have that um, accurate. You have to have that, all of that information because, in a way, your documentation and technical drawings are pretty much legally binding in the sense that that is what that is what you are specifying as the design okay and that's what you're specifying to all parties not just uh, your own team or internal it could be external customers contractors you name it now obviously this is a little bit uh, formal and don't worry i'm not going into depth on like how to title a document or anything like that because it actually changes uh, depending which company you work for but the general gist is always the same you have uh, the name of the document, the description, what area it affects, what's the scope, um, what, you know, is this to scale, then of course your revision, your date, who drew it, who checked it, all your qualities, uh, quality controls, anything that gives context to what the document is about. That is what's important and goes in a, a, a title block. Now, to take a step back a little bit, we want to think about how you can apply this for this kind of thinking. Maybe not to this detail, because obviously that kind of uh, detail might take quite some time. You want to take some of this detail and apply it to your everyday note-taking and document-taking. Okay, and here's why. When you, when you think about all the times you need to look back on a file you saved or made or created you always go into your brain for like your search mode what I'm asking is you spend five seconds being thoughtful for future you okay put yourself in the mindset of what would future me search to find this piece of information don't think of now you're like oh temporary like I'll remember this if you have to say I'll remember it you're not gonna remember it 
You want something you would all future you would already remember. So nothing new. Nothing new. Something you you know both you and future you know. Okay, not something you're creating now. And the reason if you do this, what happens is you become more uh, when every time future you or even now you goes finds something that you 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 didn't know you were going to be looking for and you know you spent the time to make it easily searchable for future you you're like thanks past me or you'll say you curse past you for leaving you in such a in a mess okay they might say oh but you know i got this special note-taking thingy and i capture i'm not discussing specific um note-taking stuff or apps or whatever tools you use there are an unlimited amount of apps so many all with pros cons all that do different stuff <clears throat> what we're talking about here is even even things you don't consider to be important even things that aren't files on a computer what how would future you want to find this and just spend that five seconds extra thinking from that mindset okay now we will go micro for a little bit. What I do with a lot of the files I name, if I'm in a certain section, what I like to do is I put the I put the date in the format of year, 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 month, month, day, day. Why, 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 M, M, D, D. What that means is if it's if it's today, 2018, 07, what's the date? Something. For, let's go 12 <laughs> that's the future okay but what I do is the reason why I put it in that order is because when you search your um, document uh, when you search your directory you could use the date modified that'll tell you the most recent but if you put it in that order and you put a keyword at the front so say say it could be everything to do with like I pre-categorize it so if it's if it's um, drawings, I'll put drawing underscore and then the date in that format. When you or when you sort by file name, all of a sudden you go everything categories by that name and then the date order that they're there. The date order that they're there comes out nicely. And the thing is, you could say, oh, but you know, I could do files. No, no, no. Within files, I save heaps of documents. It just makes it nice, nice and easy to search. And then if you figure out your keyword, future you, that category that you would search when you do your control F or whatever to find your whole directory, it comes out nicely with all of the related documents. Then, then what you do is after that, that little chunk, space, whatever. Name it as fruitfully as you like with all the keywords that you want, okay? Obviously when you release a document, it can't have these kind of words, keywords in there, but that's sometimes what you need to do. Okay. Future you. Other thing I do a lot is I email myself because uh, just because it's somewhere and then it's searchable. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what tool you use. In the end, if you're taking for note-taking stuff, um, my only thing is it's got to be cloud. It's got to be in the cloud. It's got to be on multiple devices. They all got to sync. Whatever tool it is that you choose. I haven't perfected what my uh, note-taking method is because I still use a whole lot of paper. There's something about taking pen to paper that still, I don't know, takes your, uh, my brain, uh, 
thinks differently when that's the case. But it's nowhere. You take photos and you name it to be a future thing. Eh. So, why, why, why do I think about future me and how that, how this works? It's not actually just about um, documentation. You, you have to think that when you decide on which tasks you're going to do for the day, right, or which side projects you're going to pursue, because for me, I have, I have so many things that I have to do at once, so many. And as much as I fight and try to organize that and get through that and bring it to one, one thing at a time, uh, what I've learned in my career is I actually thrive on the chaos. Okay, this is the style of uh, attack that I like. And, and there's a lot of studies around there about, yeah, but that's like the, you know, the whole last minute you've got that deadline that pushes you. A little bit of that, a little bit of that. You know, your mind, the way your mind works, you sometimes, uh, what, it's kind of like a, you've got this punishment thing that's going to hit you before you get that spike. You know, oh, you know, it's due in, you know, procrastinating. It's due in two weeks, cool. One week, cool. One day, maybe I should start reading the I am fudged. <laughs> I'm screwed. And then you get this adrenaline, you pull an all nighter, blah, blah, you get through it. Cool. <clears throat> now I'm not going to go through all, every procrastination, you know, how to beat my procrastination. I've procrastinated so much on watching videos on how to beat procrastination. I've already done that. I've watched all of them. <laughs> okay, I've watched all of them. And, and they have really good information. Some, actually, I'm not saying don't check them out or try them. They might help you. Okay, they might help you. But that, I think, I think is a journey that can happen over time. There is no, hey, I listen to this thing. All of a sudden, I'm a ninja at, at beating procrastination. But one thing that helps, one thing that helps is when you put into perspective, how will future me find this? Or how will future me benefit from this? Or how will future, and I'm talking about even future you as in a few hours. And it just makes, it just removes friction. Okay, removes more excuses. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, like that, that helps me, that helps me find things. I know where my stuff is. Cool. I'm organized all of a sudden. But you're not. Okay? We're going to change tones a little bit here. Um, because obviously with the uh, documentation side, it is actually super important because you gain what's called traceability. This is when you, know, you have third parties and all that stuff. What I'm talking about is just for yourself, you know, the, the documentation that you produce just for yourself as notes for you to create other documents or create other drawings. There is one other way to get some of your thoughts out and, uh, and align all your documentation. And this generally is uh, something that I do for, for my brain, not for anyone else. It's not an official thing I submit or anything like that. But literally, I, I create a Visio drawing. It doesn't have to be a Visio, but I create a drawing about my documents. 
Okay, I don't mean like a little cartoon and document one named Doki and his best friend Pagey. None of that. I'm talking about a little block diagram of here's a here's here's a section of like a category of documents that I need, i.e. your folder. Underneath him has a whole bunch of documents. They could be, let's, we'll stick with the uh, engineering type here, but they could be um, uh, requirements, boom, 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 boom. And then for each requirement, you need to do an analysis again. So you will have related documents, okay? And then what you can do is you can create these relationships between the documents and then also draw in where, uh, what, what, well, it actually even helps you decide what your folder structure should be. You usually have an idea. A lot of the time you start with a folder structure and then fill in documents from there. And that can work because it because it, it makes it uniform across all your projects. It's great. For future you, you can go back and go, okay, usually I store this in this directory or whatever. But what it also does is it helps you see the pattern of your documentation. Where would I find it? And why? You know what? It also helps you fill in, so you, you might have a set of documents that you must that must exist for this project. You to achieve this project, you must do these eighteen documents. On that drawing you created, there are eighteen documents accounted for, and they all show their links and dependencies and where they go. This also automatically forces you to flow into a workflow. Awesome. Here's my requirement. Here's what I have to start with. I have to do these documents first because all these other eighteen depend on it. If you want to go to procrastination mode, cool. Create the document templates for all the different types. Put them all there, put them in the folders, and then fill in the contents. If you listen to one of the earlier podcasts, you'll know I talk about this cyclic approach to uh, software development or to project when you're doing your project. This is an example of that as well. Okay? This is the procrastinating version. I know, relax. But what you can do to help you figure out what, especially when you have a whole lot that are dependent on each other and intertwining, you're creating one, whatever, do what you want. But when you have a whole bunch, this drawing helps. Um, and then what it gives you a picture of what the purpose of each document, document is meant to be, because you've thought about, you've got um, in that drawing, every square, every little document symbol is a, is a section of scope that needs to be covered. So now you've got pieces of information that you can decide, oh, that goes in that document, not that one. Super cool, and it's visual, and it's there for everyone. I like to put this for tracking nowadays. Like, I'll, I'll color one that's, you know, I'll put a percentage next, or I'll just print it, and I'll just write down which one's been done and put percentages around it. The cyclic approach thing, cool. If you, either it's because you're procrastinating or you're way ahead of time, you want to set this up. And it also dictates the flow of work that you need to do, and you know what you're up to and what your dependencies are. And actually what it becomes similar to is uh, what we have in engineering world called uh, work breakdown structures, okay? It's a breakdown of all the little work packets that need to do and their relationships and what they have to do with each other. WBS, okay, if you're an engineering student, you might have heard this word, looked at it going, what the hell is this useless thing? Here's one way to apply that, that methodology even to your uni work. So you look at your, all the documents that you ever have to create for your uni, for your subject, for your course, put it all out. This is at the beginning of the semester, by the way, not be, the night before it's due and you're trying to figure, okay, what's my plan to sort out all my documents? It can be, I get it. But you 
put it all out there and then what you do is you kind of are guided into what you need to do in the first place okay less stuff gets left behind you have this nice little visual snapshot not just folder one with a million subfolders or one massive folder with like 90 documents in it and you just go all right super useful super useful <clears throat> if you have other ways you think that could be useful feel free to you know provide me some feedback go to sariadev.com and uh, contact me through there but this this is basically how you should take that mindset of the, 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 the advantages of extremely detailed documentation, okay? But apply it so that it's more about convenience and making, making future you happy, okay? And I hope that when you listen to this, you try to apply some of this and think of future you. And at some point, future you goes, thanks past you, you know? You say, oh man, thanks past me for, for, for doing that little bit of convenience. And when you do that, you'll remember this podcast, okay? Anyway, with that, with that being said, as always, thank you for listening. Hopefully you gain some value from this. Um, hit me up if there's any feedback or, you know, if you, if you like the show in any way, shape or form or you want to support it in any, any way, shape or form, just giving it a quick, you know, subscribe or share it or just let me know. That would be great, okay? Anyway, good luck with all your side projects and I'll see you at the next podcast.